Hi, everyone. Welcome to the pre-homecoming edition of the Spider Insight Podcast, along with Christian Gravis. I'm Bob Black. Our special player guest coming up in here a little bit is Aaron Banks, Spider defensive back, who had a pick six, one of a couple of last week's Spider win over North Carolina A&T. Let's recap that game, and then we will preview the matchup with the Campbell Camels. Homecoming at Robbins Stadium coming up 3.30 Saturday afternoon. Christian, this one had a little bit of everything for the Spiders, right? Great offensive drive to start the game for the touchdown. You get two pick sixes. You get a block punt and a return for a touchdown. Every phase of the team got involved in scoring and winning that game Saturday. That's right. Uh, to take a page out of Adam Ross's book, our co-offensive coordinator and O-line coach, find a way mentality. He's always tweeting that, always hashtagging it. Uh, and that's kind of what the Spiders did on Saturday. It was find a way mentality. It, you know, you're not just always going to be able to score on offense, and we proved that You know, with the two defensive touchdowns and then, of course, the block punt that we took to the house. Let's start on the defensive side then because it really was special. I mean, last week we were talking about all the quarterback sacks and strip sacks and all of that, and this week to get two defensive scores, and that gives us what now? Four on the year, uh, which is right up at the the top in, in the nation. This defense is really becoming very opportunistic. Absolutely, and a lot of that starts with Aaron Banks we're going to talk to here in a minute. But, yeah, just opportunistic and finding those balls in air and going after them. Uh, I've seen a couple of guys referring to themselves as the flight team. And they've been up in the air, and they've been going after them and taking care of those balls. So, um, I guess, you know, opposing offenses beware because our secondary is coming for you. Uh, how about the block punt? Uh, hadn't had one of those yet this year. Not only do you get the block punt, you get the scoop and score as well. Exactly. And when you look at the guys who were, you know, credited with that play, uh, Trey Mancuso with the block, and then, of course, Quintarius Jeffries with his first career score on, on that scoop and score, you know, it's good to see those guys who are both wide receivers on a roster, but, you know, it, it just goes to show that your role on these football teams is not always just going to be what you're listed mm-hmm. at. You're going to have to go in there and be, you know, a special teams player. And, you know, I, I think there's – um maybe a certain stigma per se surrounding special teams players as if, you know, you were a little bit better, more skilled, you'd be out there, you know, at at your position. Um, But it just goes to show that you have to be multifaceted and you really have to be able to go be a team player and, and fill in where you're necessary. Let's talk about the offense then for a moment. Let's start with the good, and then we'll move from there. The drive in which it finishes with the Kwanye Vini touchdown. First and goal, Spiders at the Aggie 2. Wickersham swings it out of the backfield. Left side to Kwanye Vini, who makes the catch, and he waltzes into the end zone for the touchdown. Kyle Wickersham throwing the touchdown pass to Vini, and the Spiders are on the board first. That's a special thing right there. Not only do the Spiders get on the board first Kyle Wickersham comes back throws that touchdown pass but uh, we mentioned this on the on the radio broadcast this was a special day for the Vinis right that was uh Laquan Vini um Kwanye's older brother he plays for North Carolina and he's also a wide receiver and I remember when Kwanye scored that touchdown my mind first was looking all over the field first is looking at Kwanye to see if he looks back to look for his brother or if he's looking back to look for his family in the stands um, but I looked down and saw number 84 Laquan Vini on a sidelines and all of his player buddies were looking at him like your brother just did that to us <laughs> um, but we love it when it's our Vini who's making those plays and then to just see the support that those guys have from their family um, the whole family had on shirts that said Vini Bowl 2023 with pictures of the guys on it uh, it, you know, that's what I love so much about this game, and especially the University of Richmond, that really does feel like a family because, you know, you get that turnout, and they're both Highland Springs guys. It wasn't a hard drive for them to get down there. So re- just really love that aspect of the game and super happy for the family. 
Also kind of a homecoming for a true freshman quarterback, Camden Coleman, who was from Clemens, North Carolina, about a half hour or so from, from Greensboro. Uh, 13 of 20, 88 yards. The pick before halftime was rough for him, Christian, and he didn't come back in the second half. Kyle Wickersham ran the offense in the second half. Uh, you just wonder how do these guys handle this and how does the spider offense move forward now with both Cam Coleman and Kyle Wickersham? Bob, you and I aren't involved in those conversations with the coaches, and that's probably a good thing because I don't know what we'd be able to add. Uh, you know, I, you always wonder, do these guys know kind of if, you know, if A and B happens, C is going to happen and mm-hmm. C is, you know, getting pulled from the game. Um, I give a lot of credit to both those guys that they're able to go out there and make plays regardless of maybe what their role is going to be for that day or, or, you know, maybe whether they know or they don't know how they're going to kind of fill into those positions. But to see both guys go out there and, to, you know, to be able to perform, obviously the pick does hurt, but it's good to see obviously a guy like Kyle, you know, who has been injured and has been out showing that, you know, he has the potential to continue making plays for us. So there's some stuff to clean up. Obviously there is every week. And if you heard coach Usman on the radio, both at halftime and, and post game, certainly that was part of the conversation. And yet, let's remember this team is now five and three. It's four and one. It's tied for second in the CAA. It's won three in a row and five out of six. It's always better to clean things up when you've got winning numbers like those. Mm-hmm. It makes it easier, especially you know carrying that momentum and looking back at the things that you have done well, and then the things that you haven't, and in, in fixing those. Um, our guys are you know addicted to film study, and that's that's a great thing. So, you know, going through and and picking up on those mistakes and cleaning them up like you just said is going to be important going into these last three games that are absolutely crucial for the Spiders and their playoff hopes. Beginning this Saturday, homecoming against Campbell at 3.30. We're going to dive more into that as we move along on our Spider Insight podcast. But let's shine that spotlight on the defense right now, and particularly on this guy with us right now, Aaron Banks, who had one of the two pick sixes last week for the Spiders in that victory. Uh, No defensive touchdowns allowed. uh, About 150 total yards of offense for North Carolina A&T. So, Aaron, thanks for being with us. Those Those are some really gaudy numbers for you in the defense this past week. What did you think of the defensive performance uh, I think it was a good performance um, I think obviously we can still even be better than what we did um, we gave up um, a long drive right before the half um, letting the QB scramble but outside of that yeah I think we um, we put it together for four quarters for the first game um, or for the first time so it was real nice I think we um, I think everybody was ready to play everybody came fired up um, we know the urgency uh, that we have to have in every game now so treating every game like a playoff game Let's not bury the headline. Take us through the pick six that you had. Here's a pass over the middle that Aaron Banks is going to pick off inside the 30-yard line, and he's going to run it all the way back and into the end zone as he zigs and zags down the far sideline, and the second time this year, Aaron Banks has hit the end zone. Touchdown, spider defense. Yeah, I just turned around. I was backpedaling, got my eyes back to the quarterback. Um, I think somebody on the D-line hit the quarterback. Ball came flopping out, spinning sideways. So I um, ran and overlapped on the receiver, jumped up, picked it. I could feel the um, I could feel the one guy behind me actually. That's why I cut to my right to try and shake him. Um, and then my boy Mikey Germo, strong safety, came and got a big block for me. And then uh, yeah, everybody else blocked and just ran to the end zone. And Jabril Hayes also former high school teammate of yours, had a pick in that same game. White drops back to throw, now steps up. Now he scrambles to the far side, throws on the run, deflected and intercepted. Jabril Hayes has the interception down the sideline, and he's going to take it for a pick six. 
Jabril Hayes with his third interception of the season. This one goes for a spider defensive touchdown. Uh, talk us through what it's like to be, you know, watching from a third-person perspective of somebody else on the field getting a pick oh, and taking it to the house. Super nice, super nice. I love it. Yeah, just sitting there from the other side of the field. Obviously, Jabril um, comes in at free safety, so I play a different role in those third downs. But, um, yeah, just seeing the ball come out, seeing it tipped, fall right into his hands and seeing him run. At first, I'm like, wait a minute. He's actually running with it. And now I'm like, oh, my God, nobody's in front of him. That's a touchdown. So, yeah, it's just super nice. Uh, super excited for him, super happy for him. It was a great moment. And know, yeah. knowing Jabril and being in that safeties room with him, what is, I guess – I mean, he, he was just so excited afterwards. We talked to him, and you could just feel that emotion. But were you, did you feel the emotion for him as well as a uh, guy like him who's kind of bided his time up until this point? Yeah, definitely. That's what I was going to say. Um, Jabril's came a long way. Um, obviously, we know he started at corner and then found his way in the safety room. Um, he didn't actually know what his role was going to be in the safety room, whether it was going to be a backup or if he was going to get playing time. But um, obviously, he stepped in, got playing time, done a phenomenal job. So, yeah, it was really exciting seeing him score. Now, come on. Is there a little friendly high school rivalry going between the two of you now? You're you're waving the banner here of Steven City. Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't say there's a rivalry, but um, yeah, we're definitely always happy for each other. We are competing, obviously. We we did have one practice where um, Jabril was like, let's see. Uh, he was like, I bet I get the more uh, the most picks this practice. <laughs> Safe to say I won that battle. But <laughs> So in the back of our minds, it is there. I think there's a little friendly competition going on, but we're always happy for each other. The Spiders are tied for first right now in the country uh, in defensive touchdowns, and you've been a huge part of that. Obviously, your scoop and score against Michigan State and then pick six here. Uh, what's it been like just as a defense as a whole, you know, carrying those numbers throughout the season? Uh, yeah, it's been super nice. Um, obviously, it's good to hear that we're we're tied for first, but we do try to, at least me personally, I try to stay stay away from the statistics a little bit because you don't want to start chasing. Obviously, you want to get takeaways, but takeaways happen from things like good technique, uh, being fundamentally sound, everybody doing their job. So if we do the little things right, that's when you see the takeaways pop up. Like when I got my pick, D-line, quarterback, getting almost sacked in the backfield. So you see things like that happening. Or when D-line gets a sack, sometimes in the back, it'll really be like a coverage sack, but they're also getting to the quarterback. So when we put it all together, that's when the takeaways happen. That's when it looks good. Still, 20 takeaways is a large number, and that's tied for the first in the country as well. Does that kind of snowball? I mean, you guys are so opportunistic this season on defense. Yeah, definitely. I think um, we're attacking the ball at a, a completely different level, a really high level. Um, I love it. And we put an emphasis on it in practice. When the ball is up, we got to go get it. It's always our ball. So, um, yeah, definitely. Last week against Rhode Island, six quarterback sacks. And I know some of that, I'm sure the D linemen would right away say, that's because of great coverage in the secondary. You're saying the same thing on the interceptions. That's because of good pressure on the quarterback. Speak to how this team, this defensive unit, has meshed together between all three levels, defensive line, linebackers, and the secondary. Yeah, I think we're coming together real well. We're understanding our defense at a high level. I think everybody knows their assignment, knows their job. And, yeah, we're just putting it together really well right now. We're trusting the guys up front that they're going to do their job. And then we got Wheeler and the, um, the linebacker core doing really good, fitting their gaps the right way. Um, and if something does go wrong, we know exactly how to fix it because we're um, a little more seasoned than before. So we know exactly how to fix it, talk to each other the next play, get it cleaned up. Uh, but, yeah, we're just doing a real good job communicating. Tell us about Coach Anthony and kind of what he's brought to the table and what you've been able to learn from him. Coach Anthony, he's a great guy, great man, uh, great coach. Um, he was actually my first – or I was his first um, 
his first position group when he first got here. Um, I was the first dime he ever coached. So I've been with him for, what, four or five years now, but he's a great man, great coach, always gives us good inside tips. Yeah, he's just a great guy. And also our special teams coordinator, and we had a special teams yeah. touchdown as well on Saturday. <laughs> so we got to shout out Coach Anthony. It looks like he's doing a great job Definitely out there. Definitely got, got to shout him out. Uh, he's giving us confidence. Um, he has confidence in us to let us play and let us ball. He never seems to panic. I love that about him. Um, he always seems like he has the utmost confidence in us, and he um, he loves us as men and football players, so I love that. Aaron, you used the word seasoned uh, an answer or two ago. Nobody's more seasoned than Aaron <laughs> Banks in year six now. How has this year gone, and how you've had a couple of couple of injuries, you've had to plow through. Um, that's a lot of that's a lot of college football to play six years. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say it's gone pretty well, honestly. I thought I'd be a little worse shape with my body coming in six year, but uh, knock on wood. But, um, yeah, no, nah, I think it's been really fun. Um, obviously, we didn't start the season the way we wanted to. Some bad thoughts start to creep in a little bit, but come back to practice, get back to work, and just boost your confidence again and again. And, um, yeah, I think it's going great. Love being around the guys. Yeah, I'll do anything to play, honestly. <laughs> it don't matter how much pain I feel, I'm, I'm trying to play. So obviously not the start that the Spiders were looking for, but winning five of the last six games and taking this momentum now into homecoming this weekend against Campbell and just the last three games that are must-wins for the Spiders, what's the general feeling surrounding the team? Uh, feeling is good. Uh, we're in a position we want to be in. Um, we're treating every game, like I said, we're treating every game like the playoffs. Uh, every game, every game, basically our Super Bowl right now. So we know we got to do. The feeling is real good. Spirits are high. Um, we know tomorrow we got to have a great practice, but we don't need to uh, do anything extra. We just need to do our job and do our job to the best of our ability. So, And we know that if we want to win, that's what we got to do. All right, let's uh, cut to the chase. Let's be brutally honest here. North Carolina A&T's offense has struggled all year long. There was no doubt about that, and you guys certainly took advantage of it and did what you needed to do last week. That is not the case with the offense that is coming in here on Saturday. We're recording the podcast on Monday, so I know you're just getting going on breaking down tape and all of that, but I'm sure you've seen them a little bit on tape already and seen their numbers. What about this kind of challenge with a quarterback and an offense that's in like the top 20 in in almost every offensive category? Yeah, they're a high-octane offense. Um, It'll definitely be a good challenge for us. Uh, They like to put the ball ball in the air, let the wide receivers make plays, get down to space. Yeah, so it'll be good. A uh, really good matchup for us. Get to test some one-on-one matchups. But, um, yeah, it'll really just come down to technique, I think, uh, and who can do it for longer, who can stay focused the longest, I think, is uh, probably going to win this game. So, um, But, yeah, it'll be a good matchup. I know they're putting up like 450 yards a game right now total. So, yeah, it'll be good. How about the emotional side of this one? As Christian mentioned, it's homecoming. The alums are coming back. We're honoring the national championship team from 15 years ago. Does that give you even more of an emotional spark? It's not going to help you once we kick it off. I get that. But just the emotional side of football. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we was on the field. But um, it will be nice to have them back. And, yeah, definitely add a little bit more, uh, a little bit more hype, a little bit more intensity to the game. I think that's what makes it fun, honestly. Um, when everybody's out there in the showtime, how you going to act, how you going to perform. So I think it'll be real fun. Go get them, Aaron Banks, and thanks for chatting with us. Yes, sir. Appreciate you always. Thanks, Aaron. And, Bob, what what a guy in Aaron Banks. And he's been around for six years, and it feels like, you know, he's very multifaceted. Every time you hear from him, you learn something new. But we, we've known him, you know, for six years now. We know him pretty well. I, at least you have. I have not. Um, I've only known him for the past two. 
But how about something and someone and some team we don't know too much about, the Campbell Camels? Well, we're going to learn an awful lot about them. As you heard Aaron saying as we talked on Monday, they're just starting to dive into the tape. But this is a team that it won't take very long to figure out really how good they are. They have a star quarterback. They run an up-tempo offense. They put a lot of points on the board. They had, what, 34 in their win last week against Maine, and they're averaging more than that per game. Haj Malik Williams is a senior, a veteran quarterback, throws for a lot of yards. This one's going to be a real challenge for the Spider defense Saturday. But look, the Spider defense is playing about as well as it has all year, as Aaron mentioned. This might be the right time to have one of these their offense against our defense matchups. Exactly. Looking back at the way the season has progressed, this is when you want a team like Campbell coming to your place, especially on homecoming. Um, you know, we're going to have a lot of fans out here. Uh, you know, the the vibes are going to be all time, hopefully. And, it's you know, that's when you want to have, like, a great opponent like the Campbell Camels come to your place and, you know, really prove what have you learned from the beginning of the season up until this point. Uh, like you said, our defense is going to have a tough time against, you know, their guys up front, especially that offensive line at Campbell. Uh, you know, looking at their two deep, they've got guys <laughs> listed at six eight, six nine, six seven, all the way down the line. So, it, you know, there's going to be a challenge there, but I think our guys are definitely capable. Um, seeing the way that our secondary has been playing too, uh, you know, they're going to throw the ball a lot. So hopefully, that's just opening up the door for more opportunities for guys like Banks and Jabril Hayes to go in and make those plays. Add to the 20 takeaways that the Spider defense already has, and look, I think this is going to be the storyline this week. Our defense their offense but at some point our offense has to say wait a minute what about us let's see what we can do this week let's meet this challenge as well Uh, we can score some points Campbell's defense has given up points this season and I think at some point the offense is going to have to make plays exactly the offense is going to have to like I just said take everything that they've learned up until Mm -hmm. this point and bring it into Saturday and that's really these next three games it's do or die for the Spiders they really have to go in there and, and not be perfect but be closer to it than we were in the beginning of the season. Um, You know, there's no chances right now for us to take a step back. Uh, I know Aaron has already zeroed in on the game and just the the X's and O's, which is why I had a little hesitation in asking the last question about the emotional side of it, because obviously it'll happen between the white lines. But I do think for the Spiders, there there should be some of that this week. It is homecoming. You want to protect your home field all the time, but particularly on homecoming, you have alums coming back and former football players, and we're honoring the 2008 National Championship team. It's Hall of Fame weekend, and two of the inductees were football players, uh, Lawrence Sidbury is part of the 08 championship team, and Weldon Edwards is going in as well. So I do think there's an emotional edge that hopefully the Spiders can play off of Saturday. Just leave it all out there. You know, if I could give any advice to the guys, that'd be it. Just leave it all out there. Uh, and I know, you know, post-game after the AT game on Saturday, um, Coach's, I guess, speech or lack thereof was very <laughs> short. He said, the only thing that matters next is Campbell. The only thing that matters next is Campbell. So you can't look at Elon. You can't look at William and Mary. You can't look anything further ahead than that. It's all about Campbell. We can, though. That's fun for us to do that and for fans to do that. And I really do think they just want to flush North Carolina A&T out, even though it was a win. And it looks great on the scoreboard, right? 33-10. to 10. They know what happened in that game, and they know where they have to be this week against Campbell. And that is the fun part. You're still in the conversation now with a month to go in the season, three games to go in the season. I know they're, they're really excited to get to the bye week, but you got to plow through this week, and you could have a really great bye week if you can get a win Saturday. Mm-hmm. Get through Saturday, get that bye week, get well rested, and then take 
you know, take the last two games of the season head on and, you know, get us to that eight wins and get to the playoffs. Well, there are still five teams in this conference with zero or one loss. So a lot's going to happen here. Delaware at 4-0, and and then the Spiders, Elon, Villanova, and Albany, all with just one loss. So, yes, it'll be fun to do some scoreboard watching for us and for the fans. Players just zero in on getting the win against Campbell on Saturday afternoon, and then I think the rest of it will take care of itself in the last two weeks of the season. Exactly. Things tend to fall into place this time of year in the, in the world of college football, and so we're, we're going to have a first-hand look at it, uh, and it starts with Saturday. It's great to still be in the conversation as we get set to turn the calendar to November. Speaking of conversations, we will not have a Spider Insight podcast next week. We will take the bye week off as well, and we'll come back the following week. We can recap Campbell and look straight ahead to the Elon game at Robin Stadium. So no Spider Insight podcast next week. We will have a Behind the Web Coaches Radio Show this Thursday at the Brass Tap over there at Libby Mill Midtown. We'd love for you to come out, have lunch, talk some Spider football with us, or you can tune it in on 106.1 ESPN, which will also have the play-by-play call of Saturday's game against Campbell. 3 o'clock airtime, uh, 3.30 kickoff, and we are on television this week on Masson as well with a 3.30 airtime. Christian, as always, thanks. Thank you, Bob. He's Christian Gravis. I'm Bob Black. Our special player guest this week, Spider defensive back Aaron Banks. Hope to see you at Robin Stadium for Richmond's homecoming Saturday against Campbell. Kickoff at 3.30 and our next Spider Insight podcast coming your way in a couple of weeks. Enjoy the game Saturday and the bye week for the Spiders. We'll talk to you next time with the next edition of the Spider Insight podcast.